You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show for Monday, the 23rd of May, 2022. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio. We're a show about bicycle, cycling, active transport micro-mobility and a whole bunch of stuff, including today we're going to be talking about speed limits. Catching up with a guest we had last year, Lena, uh, from 30 Please, and she's going to be chatting about recent conference she went to, and uh, uh, more about uh, updates with 30 Please and making our streets safer with in regards to speed limits. And can't start this introduction properly without having a bit of a bit of a uh, observation of what happened over the weekend. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm a cynical old, uh, cynical old git, but anyway, uh, yes, uh, the, uh, the air smells a little bit fresher today. Uh, I just hope we have less cruelty and more, uh, well, no more cruelty from our federal government, or who is in power, and, uh, a lot more fairness, and I'm looking forward to uh, a, a small family being allowed back to their country town in Queensland. And other than that, there's other things too that the new Prime Minister of this country, yes, I am um, being quite vague about the fact that we had a federal election in Australia uh, last weekend. Yeah, he used to be Minister for Infrastructure and in that uh, in the federal government from, uh, I think, 20... Ooh, 2007 to 2013 or 2000. Mm. But anyway, I should also uh, back announce that Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're uh, broadcasting uh, from the studios of 3CR Radical Radio in Naram, Australia, Melbourne. Did I get that around the right way? Don't know. I hope you can work that out. Yeah, so back to the federal election. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of Australia having a ALP government and about I think about 12 to 13 seats and the crossbench including the Greens and the Teals which if you haven't gathered so far I think are rediscovering uh, small liberalism. Other thing uh, I noticed in a couple of discussions today especially on the land of Twitter is that um, you might remember six seven eight nine years ago with you know, every couple of months we have a uh, another media release saying, oh, we're going to build this thing. East West Link, there's about $3, 4000000000 billion just sitting there. What are they going to do with it? I am not quite across where the, uh, this sits you know, in terms of um, Fed government monetary policy where these things sit. Do they, gather, do they gather interest? Do they sit what part of the uh, government process do they sit? 
and will they be reallocated or was it ever there anyway because seeing things sitting in consolidated revenue or whatever financial mechanism that the Fed government does. But it's fascinating to see what will eventuate in terms of transport policy from the federal government and how that flows out to state and possibly local government because local government and Fed government don't normally kind of discuss things with each other. But I look forward to having a look at that. Unfortunately, I reckon there's going to be just another push on EVs when we really should have uh, public transport for good throughput and, of course, cycling in its various forms for transport. And also, again, if you like to ride your bike, well, fair enough too, just for recreation. Got in front of me, there's some uh, works coming up that you should be aware of. And have I got it in front of me or have I not? I've got an interesting photo of my cat. Yeah, there's always photos of our cats on things. There's some works notice coming up for Nicholson Street that you probably already probably noticed that at the intersection of Park Street, Fitzroy North and between Brunswick Road and Holden Street and Barclay Street at Brunswick East. Uh, they've kind of got night works on at the moment. They probably started last night and they go to Thursday the 26th and they're from 9pm to 6am and the main work at this area will be from 3pm Sunday the 5th of June until Monday the 6th of June and that's for power upgrades for PT Victoria. Uh, I will pop the rest of this into the podcast description, which should be at 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarrabug. And also I'll put it into our mirror site as well. And if you go to the Yarrabug site, which is yarrabug.org, and have a look at the description page, there's a little pinned post there, you can subscribe to our email or newsletter or EDM updates, and we'll try and get that out to you as soon as possible. There's another bit of news that to do with the main Yarra path, and I'm trying to bring that up now, which is there's uh, works going on down there that which we will have main Yarra Trail users a section of the trail is closed due to repair works at the rear of 651 to 653 Victoria Street, Abbotsford. There's a temporary detour along the trail, that's the main Yarra Trail, along Barker's Road into Victoria Street and this section is due to reopen in on Friday the 3rd of June. We'll pop down there and have a look at that and see what the signage is like and they've got that up properly because it is a bit confusing when you do have uh, detours and if you're not completely all faith of the area, you're just going straight through. Yeah, can be a bit confusing. If you, you know, you have to kind of go, go off into the back streets of a suburb, you're not <laughs> completely, you know, oh, where does that go? Yeah, anyway, I keep saying anyway, because it's Monday morning and... Uh, haven't really been sitting in front of a microphone for a while, so I'm just rabbiting as you haven't, as you probably noticed. What else can I say? Well, back to events just gone on the weekend. Now, what'll be interesting to note is how will the federal government go with micro mobility? Will they? Uh, how will Australian Labor position themselves on urban transport and the like? Be interesting. 
And will there be increased investment in active transport? Because uh, Labor has a commitment to um, the National Urban Policy Framework, and I'm just kind of you know, opening that up, which is... Uh, Okay. Anthony Albanese has set out the framework to achieve this in his speech to the AFR Business Summit on March 2021 through six measures. I won't go through them all, but yeah, basically uh, transforming existing city deals into genuine city partnerships, committing to a national urban policy framework, uh, establishing cities and suburbs unit within Infrastructure Australia. And I kind of hope that doesn't mean, you know, more PPPs or... Uh, more roads and the like. We, if you haven't gathered, the federal election was won by, well, it actually really wasn't won if you have a look at it, because the ALP and the Liberal vote really went down, the primary vote, and we've got a huge crossbench. The anger, well, I have, and things I've been talking to other people, is that of climate change. It's not something you can deny. It's a fact. And uh, I could also say that, okay, we've been through like two and a half years of COVID and the like, but again, that's a reaction to something else. That's what, why these, you know, this process has occurred of this uh, virus occurring. And before that, we had Black Summer of 2019-2020, which absolutely struck existential fear into the heart of so many of us. And... We had, until last 24 hours, a government that was insulting, cruel and in denial about what we are facing. And it's not just us humans, it's the rest of the planet. So let's see. And also let's make our new federal government stand up for changes to environmental policy and also transport policy. Up next, I'm going to be chatting to Lena about 30 Please and the things that she's been up to. Yeah, and as you're about to find out, Radiothon is coming soon to 3CR, so keep us on air. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep community strong. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au, call the station on 03-9419-8377 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, keep Keep community community strong. strong. listening to Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. And online today, we're going to be talking about 30 Please and the recent, uh, was it, I forgot this in the correct uh, line of events, National Roads and Traffic Conference held last week in New South Wales. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, we, we briefly had a, well, we had a bit of a chat back in um, May 2021, didn't we, Lena? Yes, yes. But why are we going now? <laughs> so um, what's been up with 30 Please since then? Yes. So 30 Please is our campaign for a default urban speed limit of 30 kilometres per hour in Australia. And um, we are working, um, you know, with um, decision makers 
to you know raise awareness why 30k is the good speed for local streets. And um, so we were really pleased to see that the trial zones in Sydney, we have one in Manly, one in Liverpool, that they're going well. It seems that there's less um, injuries, less crashes in these trial zones. And we also had um, just recently announced some high streets in uh, Newcastle and Wollongong are going to have 30k speed limits, uh, which is you know, helpful for making outdoor dining possible, making the streets nicer and calmer and safer. And um, also what what I had a lot of fun doing was the combined uh, ride to school and slowdown day where in Wollongong the council and police and transport supported us to twist the messaging a little bit about um, ride to school day because we also worked with three school communities um, that the children and the neighbours and all the people who lived there uh, were uh, encouraged to... Um, drive only 30k per hour on that day to enable these children to get to school safely. And uh, a bit about your, uh, you know, because we uh, we spoke last year, just kind of give Mm -hmm. people a a reminder or a thing of what what your organisation does. Yes. So um, I am... I actually do walking advocacy for three different organizations. So um, I'm the vice president of Walk Sydney, which is the peak body for walking in Greater Sydney. And we, you know, we advocate for different things to do, but 30K as a default urban speed limit is one of our um, key asks. And I also founded 30 Please, which is the campaign as a set for the default urban speed limit of 30K. And um, then um, a smaller... Um, local organization I founded with parents and um, in Wollongong, but this is now something that has expanded and we have chapters in eight other LGAs around um, Australia and it's called Safe Streets to School. And here we really focus on the travel to school and we're saying within two kilometers of schools, we want to have footpaths and crossings or 30k speed limits. So they're very much aligned, these campaigns, just that the Safe Streets to School is really mainly working on that local level, speaking to councillors, speaking to council, and just, you know, making sure that, well, if the cars have to go faster than 30k per hour, we do want crossings for our children, we do want footpaths, and um, and raising awareness that that's basically what we have to consider for our kids. It's just uh, not good enough to say, oh, well, you know, we're just going to, cars are going to go fast here, but we're not going to have a crossing for your children. They just, you know can see how, how they get across or, you know, in a way often that leads to a lot of parents just driving their kids to school because they find that it's just too hard for kids to walk there, to cross the street. Mm. So that's a little bit of a different approach. But that has worked uh, really well because it has this kind of, you know, we get local um, people together and, um, and there is a real, yeah, I think a lot of parents are really, um, yeah, angry to see how hard it is for the kids to get to school. And, and and we have had some good success with that. And, you know, I think the slower speed may be something that doesn't come to people's mind as a first idea to um, to make it easier for streets to, you know, to cross streets. But it's obviously one of the most evidence-based um, things to do um, to make walking safer and also cycling um, is to, um, to reduce the speed of the car. Yeah, so... You spoke uh, last week at the National Roads and Traffic Conference. Yes. As, uh, for, was it for Walk Sydney? Yes, I was speaking um, 
on behalf of Walk Sydney, but it's obviously very much aligned, these three campaigns. So Walk Sydney supports Dirty Police and Safe Street School, and Walk Sydney also, the, um, the, the you know, the, one of the key asks is um, the 30k urban default speed limit. So it's very much aligned, yes. So you're, as you said, uh, you're actually seeing trials now. So do you see any, like, uh, implementation, you know, further for frameworks to get this into urban speed limits or is it predominantly New South Wales-based? I mean, because I know of things down here in Victoria, but I'm just kind of trying to work out how the the advocacy for the slower speed limits is kind of either getting into legislation or local government, that yeah. sort of thing. So recently there was a leaked transport plan where it was talked about that the city of Sydney is thinking of changing um, from 40k to 30k per hour in, in their streets. Um, and um, so that's where you can kind of see not just a trial, but something where it's more strategically considered as the, you know, as the correct speed limit um, for the whole city of Sydney. Um you know, obviously, we you know we are campaigning for for this to be broader because obviously it's not so different in other neighbourhoods around Australia. We have you know people are as vulnerable as they are in the city of Sydney, and it's it's kind of better to create that as a norm in our neighbourhoods so that that when you drive your car through your neighbourhood, you know that it's slow, it's thirty k per hour, but it is for a reason because you are. As a driver, you have to watch out for other people and you have to be ready to brake. Mm. And and it's important to share those local streets. Obviously, it's not all streets. You are not here well. We, you know, we don't say every street has to be 30K. If there's infrastructure in place, like crossings, like footpaths or and separated bike lanes, then you can also have higher speed limits. But it, it's really um, thinking about our street network and putting that hierarchy in place. Where mm. do cars spend their time? Where do they want separation? Or where can we share? Yeah. So if there was any like uh, uh, particular things that you saw last week at the um, at the conference that uh, are new or innovative, or you know things to do with walking and cycling? Um, yes. So I mean, so first of all, I was very happy to see that uh, lots of different organisations now advocating for 30k speed limits. For example, Bicycle New South Wales was also having it as one of their um, top priorities, and, and that's really effective in advocacy. Obviously, the more um, different organisations um, ask for the same thing, the uh, the um, Australian Asian College for Road Safety also was there, and they are supporting lower urban default speed limits um, as a ask. Um, so, so it was great to see. I think one, um, you know, also in the um, other presentations was always kind of part of it because it, so there was, for example, a presentation about shared streets and, um, you know, these creating outdoor dining and how important it is to have lower speed limits to, you know, make it a nice dining environment where cars are not zooming past and where you don't need big fences because of the road safety problems that higher speed limits create. Um, there was a presentation about the last mile delivery, which is also for the last mile delivery, which, um, you know, how to get freight that, you know, the last few meters to people's home. That's, that's a really interesting um, problem, actually, because um, a lot of delivery drivers, they spend around 30% of their time looking for parking in cities. And that's obviously very inefficient. And um, 
in what would help is e-cargo bikes. But then you obviously have to, you know, create safe environments for these e-cargo bike riders so they don't get killed by cars. And you also still have some bigger delivery um, vans. And they also need to be able to deliver their goods. And for that kind of, um, you know, thinking, it's, it's very helpful to have these local streets being 30k per hour because that's safe for the e-cargo bikes. And it's also, you know, for the vans, you don't have to take away parking in those 30k streets. So that makes it a little bit easier um, for these delivery vans to just, you know, park. Whereas on the Achiri Road, obviously, um, you want the separation. And um, and then you have to think about how to do that. So it also works for the last mile. Yeah, parking the eternal bane of Australian cities. Everyone's got a view on it. It's uh, quite fraught. <laughs> so, oh, well, again, you, when you were just talking about um, you know parents driving children to school and all the rest, of it, we've had like you know, say over two years of uh, a pandemic, and people are feeling incredibly protective. And you know, some of my listeners go, "What you're asking is for is being quite illogical." in terms of I just want to keep people safe or my family safe. And actually, it's actually opening up these conversations of, of where with the, with how the, our road hierarchy is, it's actually promoting less safe and less environmental sustainable, uh, you know, kind of processes come out of um, pushing more cars or having higher speed limits. Uh, have you, just to, just to, move somewhere else. Have you had a look at what the UK have done with changing their road hierarchy um, legislation? It's quite interesting. Oh, yes, yes. So they they put pedestrians on top, basically, of the yeah. hierarchy of road users. Yeah, because it makes sense. Obviously, walking is the most sustainable um, way to, you know, tra- for transport. And then it's followed by um, cycling, public transport, and, uh, and the, you know, private vehicle comes last. And that's because the private vehicle obviously has so much cost to society. We're not, you know, it's not about banning cars, but just, you know, if, you know, for cities, it's obviously better if people can, if they can, move in different ways. Different for people who live with disabilities. There's always this exceptional people who, you know, tradies who have to, you know, lots of gear to carry around. That, that's a bit of a, you know, there there's, has to be, um, space for them, but in general, the hierarchy is clear what you want. And but if you have that hierarchy of road users, you also have to, you know, put the rules in place that you know actually walking is the the method of transport that is most supported by our streets. And that's why you know that that's how also the speed limits come into place because um, we know that the most effective measure to make walking safer is lower urban speed limits. So that makes a huge difference. Um, because then the you know the the speed just really high speed just means 50k speed. You just it takes you so long just to process that information and to break. And by that time you might have already hit somebody and it creates noise and all these. So it's just it's just mm. like not it's not pleasant to walk. And I, I know people know that I think when they go out on these high streets and sometimes we have your 60k speed limits next to shopping. Everything. We are like, why would you do that? You know, that's not prioritizing walking. We have to have to move on from that and think about yeah. it in a more holistic way. Yes, because we're getting it's kind of starting to describe a strode, which is a cross to a road and a street, <laughs> and it's just a horrible yeah. kind of impasse of trying to put too much activity 
yeah. into a, a congested area. So if people are interested in 30 Please and what you're doing, how can people either get involved or get in touch with you? Yes, no, I, I suggest, um, so check out our webpage, 30 Please, so you can find our contact there. So if you're interested to help with, with that, that's more on a state and federal level, I would say, 30 Please. Yeah. And then... Um, Safe Streets to School, um, there we are looking for people to start local chapters. And that's that's made in a way that we give you all the flyers and social media and things like that. And we help you to form that local campaign. But then it's really about engaging with your local media and your local decision makers and your local schools and so on to, um, to create like a local grassroots. Um, grassroot movement, yes. and it's um, we have, yeah, we've made some really good um, steps forward with that, I think, and um, yeah, it's it's called so safe streets to school at all with minuses in the middle, and uh, maybe you um, can um, yeah, if you visit our webpage, you can write to us there. You also find it via the other webpage, thirty please. And uh, get in touch, and um, it would be nice to talk to people about the possibility of starting a local chapter. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for your time today, Lena. They've been fantastic doing a catch up. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Enjoy the splendour of Ripon Lee Estates Gardens at the Botanica Festival. Featuring an open air market and huge plant sale, it will be a day of entertainment with plenty to do. Join a garden tour or explore stalls selling gardening books, plants and locally made items. There will be food vans and performances throughout the day. This event is generously made possible by the City of Glenira. Botanica will be held on the 29th of May between 10am and 3pm at the Ripponlea Estate, Elstonwick. Further information can be found on the Ripponlea website, ripponlea.com.au. The National Trust of Australia is a 3CR supporter. listening to 3CR, Yarra Bosque Users Group Radio. And I just can't let the show finish without mentioning what happened last week with the death of a female rider in the CBD at um, on King Street. And it seems like she lost her balance at the intersection. Having something as small as that happened should not result in death. And Roland Leopard has uh, written an article about Tale of Two Cities, the difference between Melbourne and Sydney in the infrastructure and again, it tears us apart every time we read these things or hear about them because it's just so personal and we know what needs to be done to change these situations. We all know that there's uh, plans and you know, the like, but we've got to have political capital and will to change the way that we move around our cities without fear. And uh, the difference between Victoria and New South Wales that... Uh, Owen puts into this article. I will put the uh, link into the podcast description, which is at 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarrabike, and we um, will have that there soon. Anyway, that's all I've got time for today. Up next is Shebop, followed by Black Block and 3CR. We depend upon the support of our listeners. So subscribe or donate. Go to 3cr.org.au and uh, take those options. Okay, up next, we'll be listening to Shebop followed by Black Block. Mm-hmm. 
3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.